Hello and welcome to the 113th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. You know that. How is your summer going? Are you staying cool? It's pretty hot, but I don't care about that. I want you to continue practicing your English. And hopefully, some of you have had the opportunity to do that this summer. Maybe. Maybe you have traveled abroad or you are practicing your English with friends from different countries, or you're taking a course, or many of you use English in your day-to-day. Always try to continue to practice, because as I say, if you don't use it, you will lose it. You know, recently I was leafing through a book on the history of the circus. Please repeat, I was leafing through a book. Leafing through. Are you familiar with the verb to leaf through? This is when you turn the pages of a book slowly to leaf through. A leaf, like, you know, what grows on trees. To leaf through is to simply turn the pages of a book. And I was leafing through a really cool book about the history of the circus. Please repeat circus. Please repeat circle. Please repeat circuit like an electrical circuit. I'm talking about a circus. Yeah, there is a really cool publishing company called Tashin. Please repeat, Tashin. We need to practice our letters. T-A-S-C-H-E-N. Please repeat, T-A-S-C-H-E-N. This is a really cool publishing company. What's a publishing company? A publishing company is a company that publishes books. Sometimes we call it a publishing house. By the way, house Is that a verb? It is, if we change the pronunciation. To house. To house is a verb. It means to provide somebody with living quarters, a place to live, or to store something somewhere. For example, a library houses books. Please repeat, a library houses books. Let's do it in the passive voice. Books are housed in a library. Okay, so anyway, I was looking at this really cool book published by Tashin on the history of the circus. The history of the circus in the United States. It was about the glory days of the circus, going back to the end of the 19th century to the middle of the 20th century. We're talking about the glory days of the circus. What are glory days? Uh, Glory days refers to a time in the past that is remembered for a lot of success or a lot of happiness. Some of you may remember the song Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen, which he put on his album called Born in the USA back in 1984. So anyway, I was really enjoying leafing through this book on the history of the circus in the United States. I remember, of course, when I was a kid, my grandfather took us to the circus the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. And I remember my grandfather took us to the circus in 1975. I loved it. I had a blast. I had a blast. Please repeat, we had a blast. What does that mean? Well, if you have a blast, it means you have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. How do you spell blast? B-L-A-S-T. Okay, so I had a blast. Of course I had a blast when my grandfather took me to the circus because I could eat all the cotton candy and all the hot dogs I wanted because my grandfather spoiled me. That's what grandparents do. They spoil their grandchildren. Now, 
Some of you may be familiar with the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, particularly Mr. Barnum. He was quite a wheeler dealer. What does wheeler dealer mean? A wheeler dealer is a clever person who operates particularly in the world of business or politics. A wheeler dealer. And apparently, Mr. Barnum had a saying. He said, there's a sucker born every minute. What? There's a sucker born every minute? What does that mean? Well, it refers to somebody who is easily cheated or deceived. A sucker is somebody who is easily deceived or cheated. Now, I don't think Mr. Barnum said that, but apparently the phrase is associated with him. Anyway, back to the circus. So when the circus came to town at the end of the 19th century, you can imagine everything stopped. It was the entertainment event of the year. Because, of course, in those days, at the end of the 19th century and at the beginning of the 20th century, most people didn't have a radio. Television didn't exist. Movies didn't exist. Of course, the Internet didn't exist. So the big entertainment event of the year consisted of the circus. Consisted of, please repeat, the event consisted of, remember that word, to consist of or to be formed or made up of. So the event of the year, the entertainment event of the year consisted of the circus. Sure, many people went to the theater and other people went to different types of performances or musicals or, of course, the vaudeville shows existed. By the way, how do you spell theater? There are two ways to spell theater, right? T-H-E-A-T-R-E, the British way, or T-H-E-A-T-E-R. So with the advent of movies, everything changed. Well, not everything, but... Entertainment changed with the advent of movies. Are you familiar with this expression? Advent, A-D-V-E-N-T. The advent of means when something is starting to be used. When it comes into being, when it's used for the first time. The advent of antibiotics. The advent of personal computers. Well, in this case, the advent of film or the movies changed the world of entertainment. Now, my grandfather, my other grandfather, not my grandfather who took us to the circus, that was my dad's dad. But my mom's dad would talk about the pictures. Now, remember, movie comes from the term moving pictures. And so my grandfather never talked about the movies. He always talked about the pictures. He was referring to movies, but he called them pictures. So he would say something like, Gone with the wind? Now that's a good picture. Or a foreign affair? Now that's a good picture. And those are good pictures, but we call them movies today. For me, a picture is a photograph. For most people, for most Americans particularly, a picture is a photograph. A photograph. It reminds me of that song by Def Leppard, Photograph, which was from their LP called Pyromania from 1983. Every time I think of Def Leppard, I think of the drummer Rick Allen. Are you familiar with what happened to Rick Allen? He was involved in a terrible car crash in 1984, and he lost his left arm. He became a one-armed drummer. Please repeat, he became a one-armed drummer. 
there is a hyphen between the word one and armed. One-armed means, well, you use one arm. For example, if I say one-handed, and there is a hyphen between one and handed, it refers to using just one hand. In fact, I had a chance to see Rick Allen drum in Madrid in the early 90s at a small club called Cantillier, and what a show. He masters the drums with just one arm. In fact, I have one of his drumsticks. What is a drumstick? By the way, that is one word, drumstick. Well, it's a stick for beating a drum. Yeah, Rick Allen was known for throwing his drumsticks into the crowd after the show, and I have his drumstick. It's kind of cool. It has the name of the brand on the drumstick, which is Zildjian, a Zildjian thunder god was the type of drumstick that Rick Allen used, along with his signature and a little stick figure of himself. What is a stick figure? It's a drawing, in this case, of a person, but done with straight lines. It's a very basic drawing, only using straight lines. It's called a stick figure. And there is Rick Allen on his drumstick with just one arm. Anyway, the song was called Photograph from their LP in 1983. That's all the time we have for the 113th episode of Crosby's Nine. Again, please go back and listen to this podcast and imitate me. Imitate me. I don't care where you are. Try to imitate me so that you can, A, put into use your new vocabulary, and B, improve your pronunciation and your speaking simply by imitating me. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.